Bounce Back, part of the Call to Action crew, and I'm here with one of my favorite people of all time, Mr. Natty Ice. It's me, it's me, it's N-A-T. I, I wasn't, wasn't sure where I was going with that, but I just, just went with it. I felt right, N-A-T, that's me. That's true. That's the truest thing I've ever heard. It's always correct. It always feels right in the heartstrings. They're definitely being tugged as we speak. Yeah. We've had a loaded week, I feel like. You know, a lot of stuff going on, you know, the world and everything. But more importantly, in the world of Schmodown, a lot of stuff going on overall. How'd you feel like a fan? Oh, man. I think we've had this whole – I just want to say this whole Star Wars tournament has been insane. Like, this is the most I've ever cared about the Star Wars division. And I've always been, like, a fan. But, like, the matches have been just, like, stellar, like, throughout the entire tournament. And not to mention, like, Intergeekdom is my favorite division. So, like, seeing all these great players going toe-to-toe, it's, it's been a real treat. Absolutely. It's, I mean, IG, obviously, arguably one of the one of the most difficult leagues out there. But yeah. especially right now, every single competitor is good. Like, there's no competitor that's, like, half-assing it all that much. You know, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're they're training, <laughs> like actively training. It's a work in progress for sure. Yeah. So yeah, there's no easy matches. There's no yeah. guaranteed wins or anything. Like everyone has, everyone comes to play. So absolutely, that's I love the intergeeking division. I'm sure some people in the chat are going to be really quick to tell us we're wrong in that in some regards. Uh, in that case, please let us know your opinions. We love opinions. We're doing a little breakdown. We're trying this out. And, you know, if it's good, awesome, we'll figure it out better next time. If we're yeah. uh, if we're bad, even better. We know what not to do next time. So <laughs> it's a work in progress. So thank you so much for your patience. Um, okay, so we're going to be reviewing three matches today. The first of which is actually going to be uh, Kay, uh, Mike Kalinowski from Corruption going up against Greg Alba. Uh, actually, Idris Alba, you know, all the way from uh, Quirky Mercs. Uh, the second match is going to be the Star Wars match between Laura Kelly up against you know, Ace Cabrera. I mean, not sad. Yeah. And uh, the final match was actually earlier today. So if you haven't seen it, just saying spoilers ahead, a whole lot of spoilers. So I definitely encourage you to go check out the matches before you get to this. So I just don't want to like ruin anything for you as well. We're going to spoil some stuff. So you better get on that. So many spoilers. <laughs> uh, well, just going into our first match of the week that happened, I believe on Monday, uh, you know, because Mike Kalinowski and Greg Alba, you know, overall, like what were your some of your general predictions going into it? I think it was pretty safe to say that Mike was the more likely winner, but yes. I, I really feel like people were sleeping on Greg Alba. Like, you can't sleep on Greg Alba. He's he shown during his match with Warfather that he is not, not, is not a person to take lightly. Like he knows his stuff. He enjoys watching geek movies, and obviously he's put the time in to to be really good at this. So I I yeah. definitely think that Mike going into it, I would say he had his weaknesses, and if if the wheel went a certain way, I would have said that Greg would have had a really good shot to take him out. But going to but actually watching this match, it it surprised me. Like a lot of factors, like I didn't see coming. This was a great match. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Like, if I didn't know that Mike was a champion, 
I would think that they're like on very similar, if not identical levels, honestly. Right. Like there was no moments where like one was crazy ahead of the other. You know, there was no moment where like, you know, in the first round, like one of them or both was only got like half the points or anything like that. Mm -hmm. You know, so it was pretty intense overall. I mean, just uh, I, I do think everyone in Schmodown, uh, well, not everyone, obviously, but a lot of fans, especially on Facebook, you know, agreed with you. I just want to pull up a poll real quick. Um, yeah, so yeah. Kalinowski, obviously, a huge favorite on Facebook, at least, when it was issued uh, just the other day. So he actually ended up with 88 out of the total, I can't do math here. So what's 88 plus 15? Okay. Like 100, like 103, 103. Yeah. So that's what, yeah. So that's 85% of the votes. Uh, so obviously everyone's, you know, myself included, you know, we definitely fa favored Kalinowski going into this, but Alba, holy shnikes. He did so good. Yeah. I mean, the poll is really no insult to Greg. I mean, Greg's one and oh, and Kalinowski's a former two time champion. So you would expect the poll to be a little lopsided. But I, I don't think that's indicative of his skill set as a player. Like, yeah. Greg, Greg crushed it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, I mean, this one in particular, you know, just want to kind of go over the psychology of some of these competitors as well. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, if you're in Greg Alba's shoes, like, how do you prepare for someone like Mike? That is, that's like a, that's been a belt champion in several leagues. That's been a two-time winner of IG. Like, I wonder how how Greg thought going into this. It's his second match ever in IG. Like, no pressure, kid. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of crazy to me. So I'm kind of curious what his study regimen was. I mean, he even said, yeah, if anything, I'm still, like, in phase one or two. And, <laughs> you know, if I were in the MCU right now, it's uh, being an Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron, yeah. Is that phase one or two? I don't know. Is that phase two? It's phase two. Maybe we're not we're not in the tournament, guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely get the live. We're wrong about that. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's. Uh, you really put me on the spot here. I, I'm pretty sure it's phase two. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to say I have no clue. I, I just can't remember. I'll, I'll assume it's, uh, you know, the phase two for sure. I just want to kind of go over the stats as well. Um, if I can bring it up, that would be cool. If I can, okay, here it is. Okay, so Mike, the killer Kalinowski up against Greg Idris Elba. You know, so cool. All right, so you're you're Mr. Numbers. You're all about the numbers and stats, you know, my dude. What do you what do you see when you look at all these little things? Yeah, I mean, first of all, shout out to Megs for providing with these stats. She's always awesome. Yes, thank you so much, Megs. By the way, absolutely. Yeah, I see your so name down in the corner here. <laughs> So this doesn't really surprise me how Mike Kalinowski did. I mean, 89.5 percentage rate completion. That's yes. that's for me. That's insane. Mm -hmm. Like, but that's what you would expect from a former champion. Mm -hmm. uh, it it does surprise me that Greg Alba hit 68 percent. I mm -hmm. I would have expected it to be higher if I didn't have the stats right here in front of me. But like, it, it, he's he's still made for a super competitive match. It was Absolutely. a five point differential. Well, considering it was a second match ever, um, you know, kind of looking at it, I do, obviously, Kalinowski, you know, his numbers were expected. I expected Alba, honestly, to get a five or a six out of the 10, you know, but he ended up walking away with a seven, which is really impressive in a second oh, yeah. match ever again, obviously. And, uh, you know, going over to like some of the categories, there's clear, there's a few, there was a, there was one question in the Star Wars category that they both lost. 
you know, uh, that was the second question. And I believe it was like a, it was a, it was a character question essentially. So it wasn't like anything about like, what was the weapon or anything like that? It was, it, it was, I guess a little more of a surface level question, which I'm a little surprised both of them kind of got wrong. what do you think about that? Yeah, it was definitely surprising, but you know, those, those things are going to happen. Like you're sometimes you're, you just have too much in your head and you're, you're going to forget some, some things that you shouldn't. So I, I, I do give them a pass for that, but it is surprising that both of them missed them. Missed it. Yeah. Not kidding. Okay. Well, over in the chat real quickly, um, I want to know, what do you guys kind of see looking at these numbers as well? Um, so I, it's like, obviously going into those, actually, you know what, I'm going to see if I can just pull it up and like, so we can actually see each other. Cause I feel bad. I can't really see all that much. Um, so I'm going to stop screen there. While you're doing that, I, I do want to just like point out real quick that me and Dylan Camacho, fellow host of the Triple A Live, mm-hmm. we recently, we uh, one of our earlier earlier episodes, we covered Mike Kalinowski on our competitors corner, and we saw that this was before we had Meg is doing the stats for us, so it might not be super. Oh, right. accurate, Wrong but, one. Wrong one. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> but we did see that um that Mike's biggest weakness by far was Middle Earth. Like that was the one who was consistently. Questions wrong in, mm-hmm. and it's super surprising that he spun Middle Earth in round two and did so well with it. Like, like me and Dylan had to talk to him uh, at the at the awards in the draft. Yeah, and, and we we told him like, if you you're gonna like compete at the level that you're you want to compete at, then you need to brush up on your Middle Earth because like that's the one glaring weakness. And it seems like he did. Absolutely. It definitely was very, he was very vocal about it. Like this is not a category he's not super confident in, but clearly he's the dude studying. He's, you know, you know, looking at the, at the books and, you know, definitely making some notes for sure. You know, he said his uh, training regimen for these move for these movies is not only re really reinvigorated, you know, going into it, but also he's making almost double the, the amount of notes than before. You know, and, yeah. and so and he's like, and he's constantly trying to evaluate it in a new way, him between him and Chance, constantly challenging each other. So that's pretty awesome. Now, when I watched it for the first time, I did notice that there was, I feel like there was very much a, diff- a real difference in intensity of the questions. But I know that's inc- obviously when it comes to question intensity, that is in com- that's completely you know, subjective. Yeah. So we can't really, so what's easy for me is not going to be easy for you, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, kind of, if uh, I would hate for like, well, Alba, he, Alba, he ended up getting, uh, I believe, yeah. So Alba ended up getting DCEU, right? Mm-hmm. He ended up still doing really, really well. And so and he ended up getting almost, all the questions, yeah, he almost got all of them except one, which was a steal. Um, so overall, I would be like, yeah, Alba is knocking it out of the park, honestly. You know, he's doing really, really great for a second match overall. Yeah, he's definitely crushing it. I think the thing with DCEU is, is even more impressive because there's so few movies, so the questions yeah. are going to be that much more deep. So yeah. the first thing he was able to do really well in it, that's mm-hmm. I think it's volume, volumes to him as a competitor. 
Yeah. Well, over to the chat real quickly. I do want to highlight some people. You know, the match was definitely a lot closer than I thought. I was sleeping on Greg a little until uh, this guy, this a lot like Zipper for me. See? Zipper! My dude! I love Zipper. I love him. Zipper's awesome. He's so fantastic. Uh, the Shadow one was brought up for the first time in IG during first round. I know, right? What, we need some more little weird. We need the weird ones. Okay, where yeah. where are these? Where are the weird questions? You know, the phantom. You know, the shadow. Let's let's get like really intense in those. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Alec Baldwin, what's up? Okay, and for the third and final one, it really kind of went down to. It started, you know, obviously kind of start off with you know Wizarding World. And well, uh, Wizarding World for his first question with his fourth, uh, sorry, with his uh, fi- with his second pointer for his five point again in DC. Kalinowski, he got all the questions correct, but at the end of the day, it really came down to Mike's five point question. So I yeah. was like, damn. Yeah, Mike's I mean, very hopped in. Mike's not usually not put like put to the edge in a first round, you know. Yeah, no, especially like being the competitor that Mike is, like you you could like make the argument that like Greg Alba is not like on the championship caliber as Mike Kalinowski, but I think he proved that he he could be a serious competitor because he took Mike to the limit. Like you don't see a lot of people do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's just considering how new Greg is to the game yeah. of IG in particular. He showed so much potential just looking at these numbers. You know, I would be uber excited to draft him. Absolutely. For sure. Just saying, if someone draft him, for the love of God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, just want to kind of go over. um, So there were obviously no challenges, no, or any massive moments. It was a pretty straightforward match. But did you have any, like, favorite moments or anything? Uh, favorite moments. I really like the entire match. It's so hard to pick one. Right. Um, I mean, it was, like a, it was like a really nice chill match, though. Yeah, like, yeah. Like it, it. I mean, like people weren't like freaking out. Like, you know, like some. So, like some of the later matches, we'll see. We'll talk about. But you know, <laughs> we'll we'll get to those. But we'll um, to I really like that. Even though Mike's a heel, I think I really liked how he gave Greg his respect after yeah. the match. Like that's. That's huge. Like coming from a former champion like that, yes. I think it shows that Greg Albert belongs in the Inner Geekdom division. And I think he just proved – I think there's no such thing as a good loss, but this came pretty close to that because because Greg Albert's stock definitely went up with his loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no joke, no joke. He is going to be a huge multi-league asset to whatever faction he gets drafted into next season. I'm not going to assume he's going to be still remain on Quirky Mercs, honestly, because I don't I don't know how many competitors are even going to be allowed to have. I mean, it's going to be one, two, ten players. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I mean, great match overall, massively impressive, and yeah, overall. Okay, moving on to the next match. So it's going to be against Ace Cabrera versus Laura Kelly. Wham! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh boy, I'm excited to talk about this one because okay, can I we, tell you. Can't we just talk about this for a long time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Everyone in the chat, please tell let us know. Okay, 
real honestly speaking, where did you where did your loyalties lie? Who did you think was gonna win? I know for a fact I was like, I remember you have it on camera. I told like Paul and Danny and uh and Kelsey, I was like, Laura's gonna win, like obviously. Like Ace obviously improved tremendously. He's great and everything, but she's the number one contender. I mean, like, you know, he this is the first first time. And Oh my gosh, that was so good. So good. Oh, mm -hmm. Okay, so how do you think he felt going into this match? Not only other reactors going into this are was like, yeah, Kelly's got it. The statistics, like the likeliness that she was going to win was like at 80-something percent or something crazy. And also everyone was just like, yeah, Ace is good, but not great. I've heard I heard a lot of people say that, especially in Twitter and all that good stuff. Like he's you know he's a great competitor. Like I said, he's improved a lot, but it's Laura fucking Kelly, you know? Yeah. Uh, when was this match? This is Wednesday, right? Yes, Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So Wednesday morning, I get a notification on Twitter that Sala tagged me in this post saying uh, Laura Kelly versus Ace Cabrera. Yeah. Who do you have? And overwhelmingly, like minute after minute, I kept getting notifications about people like. I got lights out. Lights out's got this. Laura Kelly's gonna win. And mm -hmm. oh man, did she oh, she had a fight in front of her, let me tell you. Because the thing is, I've learned never to doubt anyone in the Star Wars division. Like it's pretty much a coin toss. Anyone can make a mistake at any any given time and anyone can win. Because mm -hmm. they they all come so prepared, they all come with so much knowledge that it didn't surprise me that Ace won, but obviously Laura Kelly's the number one seed. That's a huge upset. Like, I, I would have never predicted that, that Ace would win. And I would have never predicted he would throw a perfect game. That's huge. Corruption is also in a situation right now where they need every win. Yeah. Very similar to the dungeon. And because they're at, at the lower end of the tier uh, right now, uh, you know, where I, I believe Goddard mentioned it, uh, you know, in, in a promo. He's like, hey, I, I've earned my faction more points than you have in your entire thing. So, mm -hmm. you know, I've earned my my faction 10 points. You literally have eight points total. Like, calm down. Let's be honest here, guys. And I was like, oh, shit. You know, and then I was kind of applying that mindset to going into this. And especially for Shannon, you know, uh, as a manager, she's, like, obviously mega confident. Laura is amazing. She had a stellar match. Uh, you know, going up against, I can't remember who she went up against. I'm having a brain fart. Who did she Sean, totally. Sean, yes. Yes, absolutely. That was an amazing match, by the way. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, Corruption right now is in desperate need of points as a faction. So, she went into this super-duper confident, but unfortunately didn't really play out. Um, just want to whip up the... Stats for this again, real quick. Yes, corruption for uh, you know, Laura Kelly versus you know, Ace Cabrera, you know, with swag. Oh my gosh, Winston, honestly, manager of the year. I'm calling it right now, man. Oh yeah. my lord, rookie, rookie manager on top of you know, doing so well with his all his faction. With I can't remember if he has any champions in his in his uh team or anything like that but uh, i don't, I don't think, think he has a, yeah i don't think he has any champions or anything so he has had to work so that much harder for sure 
obviously. Okay, so what do you think, dude? You're you're like I said, Mr. Numbers. What do you think? Okay, so well, speaking of numbers, Laura Kelly literally lost this match because she was one number off. It was literally. It's one number off. Like people like this isn't match of the year. This is recency bias. Are you kidding me, dude? The fucking oh. The biggest okay. underdog in the world beat the number one seed, and you're going to tell me this isn't match of the year? Look at those fucking accuracy ratings. It's 94% versus 100%. It is ridiculous. Okay, so the Phantom Menace question in the first in the first round is the only question that was gotten wrong, and she got it wrong because it was an age thing. Like, yeah. is he 9 or 10? Are you kidding just imagine, we live, we live in this parallel universe where Laura Kelly guesses 10 and they go to sudden death and the match never ends. That is a real possibility because these two know their stuff. I, I can't imagine who misses first. It's crazy. It's, uh, But that is to say, in this league in particular, obviously – Every bit counts. Every challenge, every technicality. These competitors are not, uh, you know, arguing. Uh, they're uh, they're fighting themselves. They're fight. They're fighting their their the psychology of you know of really dissecting the knowledge. You know, I think Adam Witt, you know, said uh, no, sorry, Scrimshaw said it earlier this year. They're fighting the questions. They're not. They're not fighting the knowledge. You know, they're. It's like versus singles and teams. There's so many thousands upon thousands of movies you got to like somewhat be familiar with yeah. but this it's such a finite number obviously but on top of that because there's so few each dive is that much more intense mm-hmm. and something as ridiculous as how old was anakin invented the fucking mess is <laughs> he nine or ten years old how ridiculous really is that i mean it's bonkers <laughs> it's such a throwaway moment in the movie too yeah. okay yes i agree pld the most beautiful of hopes nat is absolutely stunning i mean look at that luscious hair can you take off your hat you know and just like give it a good wave like do a little shampoo commercial moment yes maybe maybe he's born with it maybe it's my beautiful natural hair maybe it's quarantine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's perfect. Oh, um, real quickly, Jeremiah said I had that uh, as weird as, um, uh, Al. Mean she needs to watch more, watch more weird. What does that mean? Weird Al. Weird Al to study. I don't know what that weird means. Weird Al Yankovic. I don't know what that means. Oh, bye, bye, Mister Anakin. Bye from the oh. to the levee, but you're just a small fry. And good old boys, it kisses mommy goodbye, singing soon I'm gonna be a Jedi. That one? I don't know. Maybe. Sure. That one? I mean, maybe. maybe. Yeah, I guess. I mean, <laughs> I'm not familiar. Really? By, that song by Weird Al? Is, I, I've never heard of it. I, I love Weird Al, but like, I, I oh think that you just lose my What? What? My dude, you're frozen, by the way, so I'm just gonna dance yeah. it out. I'm gonna dance it out. Frozen? You're you're frozen. You're like froze like this. Chat, can you can you see me? Am I frozen? Can I run to you? Yeah, so he mentions his the age in the song. Um yeah, so I guess technically that would have like completely gone over my head. Absolutely. Yeah. Um there you go. Okay, you're not you're no more. You're not frozen anymore. Yes. 
Yes. Perfect. But yeah, everyone agrees that you were frozen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I wish. Okay, so uh, William Harold, I would love to show Nat the music video and everything, but unfortunately. Oh, no, yeah, we can't do that. that. We would, yeah, we would get flagged. So, and yeah. that's the whole thing. We would have to, like, it's really unfortunate, honestly. The last time we showed stuff, like, we got banned from Japan. Oh, my around. gosh. We anime, and then it was a whole big thing. We, we don't want to do that again. Banned in a country. Yeah. Like, that sounds like a, like a thing that only happens never. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> Only if you're like doing something crazy, okay? And that's only when the only situations where you're like banned in a country. But yeah, you got banned for our videos were banned. Just to clarify, Nat's not banned, but our no. videos were our videos were banned specifically because you showed theme songs. You showed theme, Naruto. Yeah, yeah, some like yeah, mm-hmm. some scenes and theme songs from anime shows, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Basically, I don't know which one it was. I think it was like a full blown clip. Triple oh. A was a, weird, a really different show back then. We don't do that. It was. Stuff. Yeah. Also, I mean, if you're going to talk about any, like, introduction, uh, like, songs and or anything like that, it should probably be Cowboy Bebop. So. Oh, oh, my God. So good. I, <laughs> yo, that the entire score, all of the soundtracks, there's, like, six soundtracks that Cowboy Bebop has, and every single one of them is magic. It's oh, perfect. It's so good. Okay, just want to give you a heads up. You are frozen again. Oh, come on. You're frozen. You look like you're modeling a little bit. Really am that, guys. I'll just like, yeah, there you go. Well, I that I can't see how I look when I'm frozen. I, I, this, like, the, I, this is this is you right now. There you go. Oh no. Wait, maybe. There you go. Oh, okay. There you go. Now you're good. <laughs> uh, Kelsey says, banned from a country sounds like something that would happen to Gucci, right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, Alan's like, oh, Sam Levine is uh, friends with Weird Al. Oh, there you go. That's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome right there. I know a lot of people whose first concert was Weird Al, which is like a random little tidbit. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So just going to pick up where we left off, you know. Going, okay, I, I do want to kind of touch on the psychology of some of these competitors going into it. How do you mm-hmm. think Laura Kelly might have felt going into this match, going up against Ace, whose Ace is like a huge Cinderella story situation right now, obviously. Yeah. And so, and everyone assumes that she's going to win. Therefore, if she does lose it, like before going into it, it's considered the, one of the biggest upsets of the year and everything. And so, you can't help but put like that much more pressure on yourself, you know? Absolutely. I think that Laura Kelly's not the type of person to underestimate her opponents. Yeah. I think in the Star Wars League, it's so hard to prepare because like what are their weaknesses? Like they don't have any. They just you just have to pray that they miss a question. So I think the, the only thing you can do is like brush up on what you know and not worry about your what your yeah. opponent knows. I am kind of curious of what the Star Wars mixed bag category is. I want a little bit more. I is this supposed to be? A, is it a little bit? Technically, just a little bit of everything. Is it just? Um, I feel like that's what it is. But all the other categories in Star Wars are literally just. The, each of them, each slice is like a movie. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, and then uh, there's like categories in the third round where it's like, you know, ships and machines and weapons or something. Mm-hmm. And then, Mm-hmm. And another one is quotes or whatever. Who said it? Yeah, who said mm-hmm. it? 
So, yeah, so I kind of curious about the intensity of each of these competitors going into it. Like, how did Shannon, like, help her? How, how, did she, how did she help Laura? But also, how did Winston really help Ace as well? Because they they were vibing the entire time. They were like, dude, I love you. And Winston was like, I love you, too. It's so, like, there was, like, a real, like, bromance going on on screen. Romance, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, the tears and everything. And I was like, this is real. That's good. That's beautiful. You gotta love it, man. I'm I'm super here for all these romances. Uh, <laughs> even even Koi and, and Greg Alba, like romances all around. Yes. We need more romances. We just need more, you know, you know, friendships, male, really awesome, genuine friendships on screen. That's what I love to hear. See. For sure, and, for sure. Yeah, overall. All right. So but uh Canada rocks. Oh, hello. Wait, I don't think I've seen you in the chat before. Welcome. It looks like he okay. really wants it right. He is so aggressively seeking the belt right now. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if Demolanta is like really pissed. You know what I mean? Like okay. when I say like when I say just pissed, I just mean like he's Obviously, Demolanta, he's been working, like, actively studying and everything for so long right now. And he's like, this record does not represent my knowledge, blah, blah, yeah. blah, you know, which is completely just, you know, I can't imagine being in a situation. Um, but also, no one is talking about him right now. No, you know? that, that's insane to me because, yeah. like, we talk about this being match of the year. Look at what his, his match with Joseph Scrimshaw. Yo, that was championship yeah. level right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He went perfect in the match too, so it's very possible these two can just duke out in sudden death. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I can't wait for that match. I actually, I really feel bad about betting against Ace after the performance that he had. Yes, but there's no player in the Star Wars division that is as that is more locked in than Andrew Dimalanta is, and I, I, I feel that I feel strongly about that. They're, they might yeah. be as locked in as he is, but like Dimalanta is a true fan. He watches all the matches. He he reviews them, and mm-hmm. he 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 has the strategy down pat. Like we've had a conversation with him on AAA Live where yeah. he dissected Alex Damon's gameplay to a level that I would have never even begun to do. Like he he's the one who figured out like Alex Damon is good at in world questions, like questions about the universe, but. He's the ones he's he misses are the ones that are about like like actors and stuff like things that are outside of the movies. So, someone who does that much homework, I think he can beat anyone in division on any given day. Yeah, I I feel so hesitant with you as well because I feel like they're they're both so good. I think Demolanta, he's I, I feel like he's definitely he improved so much. Finstock, he's like. I, I I was the first to say, Finstock, he's not a good fit for these competitors or, you know, things like that. However, I think he's done so well with Dimalanta in particular. I am so impressed with their relationship. But also, he seems like a new man going into the season. I'm like, you know what? Heck yes. I'm excited. Um, just right. overall, you know, he's definitely, you know, like a changed competitor yeah. as well. Now, Ace or Scrimshaw? Are you going in the favor of Demolanta or sorry, Ace? Uh, sorry, Ace versus Demolanta. Who would you put uh, money on? Who would you put money on? I wouldn't put money on either of them because like anyone can win. But if I had to go into my head, I would say Demolanta. Mm. Yeah, it's I, I would vote the same way. I don't want to say Ace 
is going to, I mean, I feel like they're both very similar. Uh, in this match in particular, I think it was definitely, uh, there was a few challenges. Actually, we're going to, let's go back and look at some of the challenges real quickly. Let's do it. There were so many. So many challenges. So we're going to be starting with one of the challenges. Let me see if I can pull it out. There's two challenges here. Um, oh, actually, you know what? We're going to start with the first one. Sorry, we're going to start with the first one. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so organized, guys. Forgive me. All right. I think that's the right one. Okay. All right. So this one. Back here. Okay. Coming back here. All right. We're back. And after deliberating with the judges, I have the honor of reading what's on the teleprompter. So after consulting with all necessary parties, we have elected two things. One, because for whatever reason, we weren't able to see Winston's challenge in the private chat or anywhere else. Oh, I else. did the other way around. And another question had already been asked. We cannot grant the challenge. We cannot mm -hmm. retroactively go back and grant the challenge, which is unfortunate. However, because that would have been a challenge on a question that had already been asked and we had moved on, Winston and Team Swag do retain their use of a challenge should they need it in round number three. So no challenge has been issued. No challenge has been wasted. All right. So with that, we are now going to get – so we're going to drop one back. Okay. What do you think about that challenge overall? Um, I think it's good that he, he did it, even though it didn't like – wasn't technically a challenge. I think mm -hmm. it, shows that it shows how good Winston Marshall is as a manager. Yeah. You see people like, like Finstock, who is obviously a, an amazing manager. He's had so much experience, but he how, – how he challenges is that he looks at his, uh, his player's face and if they want him to challenge. But Winston, I think yeah. he said earlier, like before the match, that he, he watches the Star Wars movie, movies with them. And yeah. he, he wants to know, like, what what situations are appropriate to challenge. So I think Winston's so locked into the, to his players, and I think that's great to see. I think, you know, it's being – well, obviously being able to read your competitors is a huge asset. Yeah. Um, it, it can be a little – I don't want to say um, misleading sometimes, but sometimes even competitors are wrong, you know? Yeah. <laughs> those things happen all the time okay. um yeah but i mean i mean like it's a nice questions or you're like wait technically but i am a little surprised about this one i i'm not entirely sure why they were allowed to keep their challenge honestly because he did issue he did issue the the challenge so late where it wouldn't have really like where it wouldn't really, it, it didn't matter at that point because at that point they're already moving on to new questions and everything. So you can't just go back and be like, Oh wait, but in another thing, <laughs> you know, so it's not yeah. really fair to both competitors. I feel like, um, but honestly, I don't feel like they should have been allowed to keep their challenge. Like if that's your, if that's your decision to make your challenge at that point, I feel like you should know going into that that you could lose it. So it's kind of weird to me that they were allowed to keep it a little bit. Uh, not to say it, it didn't change the outcome of the match, obviously. But yeah. hypothetically, if something happened and one of the if they went in overtime and there was a challenge later on, I would have been like that should have never been there. Yeah. <laughs> in the place. Yeah. I do disagree with you there a little bit because, like, I think they're looking at it sort of like football. 
Like if you okay. throw, if you throw a challenge flag after yeah. a play, another play started, you can't challenge that play again because another player started and the coach gets to keep his challenge. So I think they were looking at it sort of like that way. So I, I sort of understand it. But if you lose your challenge, you're not allowed to keep it though. Right, but the challenge wasn't technically used because the the time had expired on the time you're allowed to use that challenge. It wasn't technically allowed. It wasn't technically allowed to be used, but he issued it. He started it essentially. Mm-hmm. The challenge thing popped up, so I feel like if that if that pops up, you're you're issuing a challenge, and no, so it has to be addressed as such. I totally understand what you're saying, yeah. but like, like for example, in football, Bill Belichick throws a, a red flag. The referees are allowed to like pick it up and give it back to him. They're not gonna take it away if he issues it too late. Like you know what I mean? Like if he if he throws a challenge down. Yeah. Ineligible, he gets to keep it. Yeah. Um. I don't think that should be the case, though. <laughs> but I, I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I don't know football yeah. or anything. So I, I can't mm-hmm. really apply that kind of mindset to it. Um. But I, I just don't think that should be the case. I get. I understand why. But even if it, it shouldn't be. Even if it is, I just where it. Even it. I just don't think he should be allowed to keep it, regardless of it being actually being issued, honestly, um, actually being used. You know, yeah, no. if you're if you're creating it, it should be taken away if you technically lose it. So it's it's that's part of the risk. So I, I definitely think you bring up a good point. I think an argument could be made for taking the challenge away from him. Mm-hmm. I just I think I think it's it's a, a tricky tricky yeah. situation. Yeah, I can understand either way, but I just know personally that's would have that would have been my personal thing. But yeah, sure. but like I said, if it's like more of if that's much more common in sports, like you said with football, that mm-hmm. completely makes sense. And I do think it is very very smart of Winston to do that, and uh, you know do that on behalf of Swag. Now I do want to kind of go back to uh, the first challenge a wee bit real quick as well, so we can go back to that. Okay. Coming back here. All right. Here we're back. And after deliberating with the judges, oh, I wait. have the honor of reading what's on the tower prompt. So after consulting oh, with wait. all necessary parties, we have elected two things. One, because for whatever reason, we weren't able to see Winston's channel. Oh, this is the other one. Oh, or anywhere my else. bad, my bad. And another question. Oh, wait, I did the wrong one. Whoops. <laughs> I'm pretty cool, guys. I try sometimes, you know. It's okay. There we go. No, wait, no. That's not it. Where's the other one? I had the other one. <gasps> did I lose it? Oh, did I lose it? Please don't tell me I lost it. I might have lost it. <laughs> that click <laughs> I made, I totally lost it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, well, it's all good. It's it's gone forever. It's gone forever. It's all good. You know, no, the challenge that was made by Laura, mm-hmm. I was so imp- I was so impressed with her being like, "Wait, hold the phone, challenge right away." And I was like, "You know what? Get it, girl." There was no moment of hesitation there. Um, so one of the questions I can't I can't say what the exact question was, obviously. Something However, what something with R two D two and who went with someone? I don't know yeah. what that was. Oh, what? <laughs> it's in space, I'm, I'm told. And there's ships and stuff, you know, and galaxy. gas and a galaxy, you know, super close as well. Um, 
But essentially, so uh, the question kind of, uh, the question's like, who went away with this character running away from something? And so she said, um, she said Hoth, I think she said Hoth. And it was answered, they answered as incorrect. And she's like, right away, you see, we're like, what? Am I thinking about the right situation? And Mm -hmm. Ace said R2D2. And and so she's like, no challenge. And so, uh, you know, they went over to that. They reviewed that whole situation with PJ, one of the one of the question writers as well, as long as some other people. And they and they realized that not only R2D2 as well as Hoth were both in the ship, essentially Mm -hmm. uh, running away. So they both answers should have been uh, correct. Now, Ace did, you know, voice some initial concern being like, well, should I keep the two points because I did steal it, um, like steal it. But also Laura, her question would have been right, uh, was right at the beginning. So there was hypothetically not there. So there was technically nothing to steal, even though he did also answer correctly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was so impressed with Laura, not to mention uh, Shannon. She's like, yeah, my girl, I trust her. So, yeah, absolutely. Like she obviously knows this stuff, so I would trust her to get the challenge right. Like, if if she had it in her head like it was Rhoda and R two D two, then I I would believe her. But again, I'm not a Star Wars guy. I, I'm not sure how accurate the challenge is. Yeah. But I, I do applaud her for like for like speaking up when she thinks that she's been unfairly ruled a decision. Yeah, no, absolutely. I do think that uh, she was not only when it comes to issuing challenges, it can be very difficult to word it correctly, mm-hmm. you know, um, because you can issue a challenge. But if you're not wording it correctly, whereas you're not able to like articulate it efficiently, you know, yeah. your challenge can go out the window, even if you were technically correct, which sucks. <laughs> um, if you and your manager are not on the same page, that sucks and it shows and you know, you could lose your challenge even though you were right. And that's happened before. Unfortunately it's happened. I know it's happened to me a few times, you know, uh, sometimes you just get like, I know personally speaking, it's just easy to get like, well, it's just because of this, 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 and there's like a, you can go into a 20 minute monologue about why this is wrong, but I need one clear statement saying why it's wrong. You know? Yeah. I I can't imagine being a manager or a competitor, like, having to issue a challenge because you have to be so careful with your words and you have to be like, say exactly what, what you mean and be able to articulate that. Like that's, it's gotta be so scary. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, it wasn't Hoth. Thank you. William. She said Rota. Rota? Rota? Who was was in Shoka's backpack. I, I don't know who any of these people are. I'm not going to lie. I'm not, I'm just not going to lie to you. I don't know Star Wars. I'm not going to lie to you about that. I am just mega impressed with these competitors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the only, the, my only context as well. Um, real quick as well, Ken was right. They need to review that question, see if there are two answers right, which is what they did. Yes, yeah, so there was two technical answers. So uh, whoever wrote the, wrote down the question didn't word it correctly. So maybe they could have been like, uh, name one of the two um, individuals that were running away with her, you know, mm-hmm. or yeah. name both of the characters that were running away with her. So, you know, you live and learn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Alan says, even though it doesn't matter, I don't think they ever say the name 
wrote it in film, Rata, Rota. They call him a Java son or Stinky. Would Stinky have been accepted as the answer? I think Stinky is legit. <laughs> I have no idea who Stinky is. So I, <laughs> I'll take your word for it, though, Alan. <laughs> the director. What's up? Okay. And um, real quickly, I do know Malcolm says that's not what I, oh, uh, with Twitch said that they were live. They weren't able to go back to review what Josh actually said then they had to make the call on the fly. So they reviewed it after. Oh, interesting. Curious, mm. very curious. All right, okay, so overall, what were some of your favorite moments of this of this whole thing? There's there's a lot, oh my gosh. How'd you feel as a fan watching it? Uh, my favorite moment, I mean, it would have to be her getting Anakin's A's wrong. I mean, that's, that's it hurts me to say because I love corruption, but like that's, the moment that changed the entire match for me. Mm -hmm. if, that, if that didn't happen, who knows where it would have ended up? Yeah, not kidding. Not flipping kidding. So, like my my favorite moment probably it didn't hit me like how much their relationship meant until he started to start tearing up on screen, yeah. and I was like. <gasps> You know, he started tearing up and he's like, he's worked so hard. This relationship is real. And I was like, <gasps> you know, it's, you know, it is a real Cinderella story. And, you know, he obviously every single competitor that does this works incredibly, incredibly hard. You know, it's just, you know, when everyone doubts you from the get go, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, you know, it's, it's just that much more difficult having not, not having that support system, you know, mm -hmm. or that, or people backing you up essentially. Yeah. Absolutely. Or cheering you on. Yeah. Yeah. So. As someone who like picked against Ace in his next match, I truly feel like you can't, you can't doubt Ace anymore. Like he's right. being a former champion in 10. He's being the number one season, Laura Kelly, former number one contender. So, I mean, it's anyone's game. I could easily see Ace being champion by the end of the year. I can easily see Andrew Dumalato being champion by the end of the year. I can easily see Alex Damon staying champion for forever. So, I mean, I, who knows? I I feel the exact same way. I feel like Alex Damon is just, I don't, he's been a champion for like, what, three seasons now? Something like that. He was like, yeah, three, yeah, three seasons. And he's had all, I think almost all of his championship matches have been. Uh, his belt matches have been live. So obviously he's comfortable working, being in front of a crowd. He's comfortable working under pressure and everything. And he's done it so consistently now. Yeah. And they're actually asking old questions, you know? Yeah. And so essentially I feel like he, I, I think whoever's going to walk away from this, this tournament is going to be amazing. I just, for some reason, I'm like, it's, it's Alex fucking Damon. I mean, come on. It's the demon. Alex Damon is not the type of person to miss a question twice. So if they're using reusing old questions, I don't see how he can miss any. Like he's he's locked in. He was a fan of the snowdown before he even competed. Same as yeah. the Mata. So like I Star Wars Division is so stacked. It's so oh my god, it's a murder's row. Like you, there's no easy matches anywhere and anyone can win at any given time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so it's so intense. It's probably our it's definitely the most competitive Star Wars 
you know, season we've had so far, uh, you know, within Schmodown. Okay, so, okay, we talked about the polls. We talked about the stats and everything, competitors, a psyche as well. Ace, he's going to be going up against Demolanta. So just kind of go over the psychology of him going up against him is Demolanta, he is just like, no one's talking about me. Everyone's talking about this this kid. What the heck? <laughs> you know, where's where's my love, man? You know, where, where's my attention? That's what it feels like a little bit. And, you know, just because he also, he's been so aggressive with his, how focused and his drive going into this. And he's just like flat out, I am going to win this belt. I am going to work so hard for this belt. And nothing's going to change that. I don't care who I go up against. And then this. And he's like, why is, what, what? It's just like how Laura Kelly, she even said, you ruined my chances to compete against a former champion. You ruined that for me. You took that away from me, you know? Yeah. I feel like it doesn't, I don't understand why Andrew Dimonanza is not getting the uh, the, uh, the attention he deserves. Because yeah. honestly, I, I've been like behind on my small stuff for like, the past couple of weeks, and I didn't see uh, Demolanta versus versus uh, Joseph Scrimshaw when it happened. So I, I, I caught it this week, and it's surprising me. Like I didn't hear anyone talking about that match. Like that match went to sudden death. They both didn't miss until the sudden death. And with this match, I I saw people talk about it everywhere on Twitter. I saw people messaging in a group chat. Paul watched this match. Like people put so much attention on Ace now that I think. Andrew Dimolanta deserves some of that attention. Absolutely. Um, you know, even in the chat, you know, people are, are real quick to say, you know, Ace has this. You know, I am done underestimating Cabrera. You're absolutely just in those feelings. And I agree with you. It's just they're both two sides of the same coin. I don't know. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> they're both very similar. <laughs> I understand the saying that you can't underestimate Ace, yeah. but saying that he has it. I don't agree with that because no one for sure has anything in this division. Anyone can win. It wouldn't surprise me. Absolutely. Uh, so flippin' Lily. Oh, um, Starger, they were saying three challenge that there were three challenges, two on the same question. That's very true. And then ace challenges in the third round. Yes, you're totally right. Um, yeah, so the third one technically, I guess it wasn't it wasn't a, an official challenge, but yes, you're right. Um, okay, so we are going to be going into our third and final, uh, you know, match. It's actually a match that was released earlier today, early this, uh, or just a few hours ago. So mm-hmm. if you haven't seen the Goddard versus Parker match, what the flip are you doing here? I say that with all the love and respect in the world. <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> um, yeah, so we're going to be going into spoilers. So, you know, just giving you a heads up, you have like 10 seconds to leave and do your thing yeah if you haven't watched it just like this video close it and go watch the other video okay now we're gonna be diving into the match okay Mm -hmm. so i just before we kind of dive into uh, the statistics and everything you know i do want to bring up the poll for this one in particular yes so there were over yeah so there was like over 350 votes in this one I, I i can't think of the you know percentage off the top of my head however obviously it is very very clearly in parker's favor <laughs> yes yes um 
which is also a, a tad frustrating me to me because technically they both have the same record, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, no, no, maybe not. Scratch that. Parker has won one match previously. So now technically, now he's won this match. He is 2-0. Uh, Goddard, he has played, uh, his other match was he in single. One. I, yeah. yeah, so, yeah, so it was his he, only. He beat, uh, he beat Jim Davida. So coming into this match, they were both 1-0. One, one oh. Yeah, okay, you're totally right. I forgot about that match. You're totally right. Thank you for correcting mm-hmm. me. So no they're, they're on the same level, technically. So, yeah. and I. I know I feel bad. It's I I love Parker. I really do. I'm also one of those people that, you know, is like very much like, you know, we shouldn't put all the pressure on Parker. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's talking about as if he's a champion already. And I'm like, I, I, you know, he deserves it. Absolutely. He's studying and his intensity and everything. But I don't know if we should put so much in pressure on someone that's had one match. Like... Good Lord, <laughs> you know? Yeah, even before he had this match, I remember you were on AAA Live and we were talking about Robert Parker and me and Dylan were just like like hyping him up so much and you weren't completely sold. And I, I think that's fair. I think I asked you this like after he had his first match and you weren't sold then either because he spun Spinner's Choice and he got to pick his strength. Yeah. So I'm, I'm super curious how you feel about him now. Well, I do think he is like, you know, worth his salt. Obviously, he's incredibly talented. I also want to kind of go into this as well, his stats. Uh, real quickly, let me see if I can find it. Is it this one? No. Is it that one? Yes. Yeah. So just going to go into the stats a little bit. Now, he, Robert Parker is almost perfect except for a two-point miss in the second round, which I thought was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, because he he has mentioned that DC is considered a huge strength of his. Yeah. Now, I think he's, you know, obviously he has a 95% accuracy rating overall. He's fantastic. It's just, uh, I'm going to take that way back for a minute again, but it's just he has only been in one match. And I do think he is worth all the praise it's just, should we put him in, should we having that, should we as commentators and everything really be putting him on that, in that conversation of he's already gonna, he's definitely going to get the belt and everything after playing one match, you know, one or two matches. Yeah. You know? I definitely understand what you're saying. I, yeah. I, I admit that I was one of the per- the people who were like hyping up so much. Yeah. Like, he does have that aura around him that. Yes. Mystique about how he's going to be the juggernaut of the interdicted division, and mm-hmm. that's a lot to live up to. I mean, I know that he's he's dominated the families. I, I, I don't follow the families, but I've I've heard people talk. But like, this is a completely different different game. This the, the slowdown is different from the families, and I hear arguments that the families ask uh, more difficult questions, and I I do see some merit to that. I have but, seen him lose a lot of questions in the families, though. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so perfect. I definitely think that Robert Parker can be beat, but yeah, I think he deserves human. definitely, definitely. He, he's human and he misses questions, but I feel like he's he deserves to be considered the favorite of this tournament, even with Mike Kalinowski. Oh, in it. yes, 
Absolutely. Definitely a huge, huge favorite. He's in, uh, in between him. I feel like the Barbarian is uh, another one I would really be, I'm really curious about. I don't know. I don't think a, a Barbarian is necessarily a favorite, but he's just someone I'm really excited to see. I would love to see if he somehow came on top as with an upset or something coming up. But yeah. him against Kalinowski and Hannah as well, I would love it. Um, you know, you know, because I know Hannah's going to be, he's going to be leaving here pretty soon because he's going to lose and like fall on his ass. Um, but still, you know, uh, you know, all these are really awesome competitors. Now I do want to mention, address the chat real quickly. Yeah. We, he did it with Smets and Smets was the question, you know, this is, you know, it, you know, they're, they're human and things happen. Sometimes they mix up their movies or characters or it just, they just, maybe one movie in particular is just, they're like, Oh, I don't remember as well as the others, <laughs> you know, yeah. whatever it be. But yeah, numbers wise absolutely favors Parker 100 per flip and cent. Mm -hmm. Oh, and Canada rock says, I hate to say this, but Kay Mulligan really showed that she is not a good manager. Oh boy. I will fight you. Mm -mm. I was screaming. No. And she talked Ben into keeping star Wars. Okay. I will. I, I, I kind of want to fight you on that a little bit. Okay. So we'll talk about, it. We'll talk about it later. I, I'll, I'll fight you on it real quick. Right. Okay. I say that because I actually watched the match live while also on um, on Ben's live stream as well, so it, we we were so I was watching him react to it, and so he was talking about it, and he mentioned that when he he's been training a lot on uh, the Star Wars category in particular recently, and so the last uh, last uh, handful of training sessions that they've been going over. Uh, the Star Wars matches and all that good stuff. He's actually been doing really, really great with Star Wars. And so, so when he spun it, he wasn't like crazy excited, but he's like, yeah, this is a very recent one for me. And so he felt very confident going into it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he, he said going in, like looking at a lot of the other, uh, some of the other Star Wars matches, the Star Wars matches, like with Ace and everything, he got like almost a perfect score. He got like a, he got eight or nine points. So I wouldn't be like, I don't blame him, honestly, but it is. Yeah, it is definitely a risky one, though, overall. I don't blame him, but I definitely think that was a huge, huge mistake because yeah. when you're playing Robert Parker, who has 95% accuracy, you have he, to go balls to the walls. You have to take a risk. You have to spin what you think. And he you can did take a risk, though. That's the thing. Yeah, but it's, it was the wrong risk. You know what oh, I mean? Like, so it's not the right risk you were hoping for. But he did exactly uh -oh. what he wanted him to do. He took that risk. He chose one that's recent for him that he's been studying. Not only that, he chose a slice that he knows that if Parker, if uh, if uh, he, Parker had to steal. Thing is, he, when you are picking a slice, you want to you want to take in consideration what am I not only good at, what is my competitor bad at? If right. I did something wrong, what do I hope that they would not get the steal the points from? So. So there was Hugh and Parker, he just, he just stood, he, um, he spun away from that category. So he's like thinking to himself, not only is this a recent one that I've been studying on, I feel a lot more confident. And he also just voiced verbally, he's not super comfortable with it. So it makes sense for him to kind of go in that direction. But again, it is still risky either way. Yeah. You know? Here's the thing, like uh, Robert Parker spun away from Star Wars and he gave a really good reason why he did, but mm -hmm. he also said he was comfortable with it. He's just, he just feels like there are categories more, that he's more comfortable with. And if you're spinning, if you're Ben Goddard and you're spinning Star Wars and you stick with it, 
then you know you got the question wrong. You're eliminating a possible answer and making it that much easier for Robert Parker to steal. Because he, he's already knowledgeable when it comes to Star Wars. And if you get rid of one possible answer, that makes it so much easier for him. We, I guess we haven't really seen Parker really excel at Star Wars. So it's a real big gamble for him. So he, he has verbally said, oh, I'm okay at it. You know, I, it's not, it's not, I'm not the best at it, but you know, I'm okay, but I would kind of rather spin away, you know, so getting that verbal confirmation, you know, is just like Ben, you know, maybe Ben, maybe Ben was sitting out of like, out of a, out of like a, between zero and a five, maybe he's sitting at a four out of the five that you want to keep that four if that's what you spun Um, versus like going to other ones, which he, he might feel a lot more risky with, you know, because he's mentioned, he's like, he's, Obviously, he hasn't been studying IG as intense as as long as Parker, so he is not as strong in as many categories as Parker. Right. So this is probably he's thinking one of the best he can possibly get, looking at the wheel statistically. Right. And I'm I'm speaking as a fan. I'm not like in Ben Goddard's head. I don't know what his uh, his actual strengths are, but yeah. I would say like if there was a category that he was better about it. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just one, I would take that risk and try to not miss a question. Because if I'm Ben Goddard, then my mindset is Robert Parker is not going to miss another question. He's missed one the entire entire game, and it was it was just a random what color was Penguin's hat question. Purple. Yeah, right. So if I'm Ben Goddard, I would just do whatever I can to <laughs> get all the questions right and assume Robert Parker is going to do the same. And if you do that, yeah. you win. So I. I yeah. I just feel like Star Wars is just so, such a deep category. Like, it is. It's. It's just. A, again, it's just a real big risk. Yeah. You know? yeah absolutely. You know? Absolutely. For sure. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's uh, sometimes you have to go with your gut. You know, not is so. Who knows? Um, maybe that we'll find out that it has been like a secret super duper strength for him for him for a long time. Who knows? Um, I do want to kind of dive into the second round a little bit. Um, as you can see, you know, for Parker for the second round, Goddard, he does have a huge two point steal, uh, you know, with his third question. You know, he does start, start with Star Wars. He ends up taking DC, which is DC is actually a very big uh, strength of his. But mm-hmm. also Goddard, he he did he I don't want to say he did badly, but he didn't uh, do great for sure. So uh, Parker did uh, ended up stealing three points in the first one. He ended up um, stealing, but also in the fourth one. In the fourth question, he ended up uh, stealing a point for multiple choice. Now, also, Ben didn't mention that. He got into his own head for this match. And uh, Kate was behind the scenes doing everything she can to be an amazing manager. And I think she is an amazing manager. She's doing so much behind the scenes in order to really help them build their confidence, really work and study to be the best competitors ever. You know, there's so much that we don't see, obviously, on camera. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes if you're going up against someone like Parker, you get in your own head so intensely. Like, I can't imagine how Ben must have felt, especially with everyone talking about, you know, going up against, you know, Schmodan's golden boy right now, you know? Yeah. Like, obviously, we're not competitors. So yes, I'm not I'm not part of the den. So I don't know how mm-hmm. good Kate is behind the scenes. But I, I don't think we can call her a bad manager because of one mistake. It was a it was a big mistake and it cost yeah. him the, the match. But risk, yeah. everyone, everyone makes mistakes, you know, like everyone's fallible. So I think... 
what makes Kate a good manager is because you can tell she cares about her competitors. She she cares about how well they do. And when she makes a mistake, she beats herself up about it. So that's really all you can ask for in this situation is like you have to learn from your mistake and you have to like do better next time, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was also very impressed that, you know, Goddard did get all uh, all of his questions in round three. Correct. Looking at it, he got Middle Earth, Star Wars, Harry Potter. Obviously, one of those is a one of those is a strength. I don't know. But obviously, Star Wars, we're iffy on. He mentioned that there was like the one his um, his uh, the the one movie in Star Wars that he absolutely hates, which is Rogue One. <laughs> Most questions, Star Wars questions from this match was from Rogue One. And he's like, oh, damn it. <laughs> you know? And so I, I, I think it was kind of funny. But, uh, you know, yeah. Wizarding, uh, for the world of Harry Potter, he ended up getting that one correct. So mm-hmm. uh, so he ended up getting that one correct. Now, Parker, he didn't get a chance to go to his five-pointer, but he did get his questions, to his two and three-pointers correct. So overall, obviously, he only got one um, one question incorrect, which resulted in a two-point steal, having the 95% accuracy. But at the very end, Parker very clearly stated, next match, he wants to go for a perfect round. He not only wants to go for a perfect round, he wants to get the points, ID points record. Yeah, I think I think it's totally within his, his wheelhouse. Like, he can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to sound like I'm – bashing Ben Goddard too much and hyping up Robert Parker a lot because he did make a really big mistake in not going to multiple choice with the Penguin question. I think he, he took a chance to to get to guess blue and it ended up being purple. And I think if he went to multiple choice, he would have limited Ben Steele to one point. Mm-hmm. I don't think he needed that like that that point really that badly. But costing, costing yourself two points and giving him to your opponent is a four-point swing. And Ben Goddard, if he hits all his questions, then he, he could have won. So yeah. I, I definitely think that was a huge mistake. But, I, you know, I, Broward Parker knows his stuff, and I, I don't see him making that kind of mistake in the future when he's playing people like Chance Ellison and maybe the Barbarian next after, I think it was. And in the finals, he could potentially be playing Mike Kalinowski, a former champion. So, like, he needs to, needs to, to, to bring the same level of intensity that he's been bringing and just keep yeah. going forward. Yeah, absolutely. I would be really uh, sad to see if uh, Goddard never plays, uh, doesn't play IG again until next year. But, you know, at the same time, you know, I wouldn't be surprised considering I don't know how many more IG matches they're going to have after this tournament, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know. Um, But obviously, Ben Goddard, he does, he is obviously very talented with it. It's just something he really just needs to work on polishing up. Uh, You know, Star Wars, obviously, the crazy difficult category and i don't know about just it just comes down to a a confidence level how confident are you in this category versus this category you know i don't think he anyone was necessarily scared of any particular slices but you know you have to be strategic of which slices you prove and we thought you know well you know i i've definitely been almost perfect you know in all my training sessions you know, when it comes to Star Wars recently. So it makes sense that I would feel confident going into this second round. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Now, uh, real quickly over to the chats. I'm going to pull this down. Um, do you know who has the record in IG that is Smith's or is the highest points in IG? I don't know. I think it has to be Smith's, right? I I don't, I really don't know. Wait, let me find out. 
Yeah, let's look it up. I'm super curious. Like, it's it's Kalinowski or Cushing. It's only one of those three. Let me let me find out. Let me find out. Um, lifetime inner geekdom. I'm gonna just pull this off. Round three is Smets over Chandru with 28, is what Leo Logan says. Okay. Um, let's see. Total points. Man, I don't know if that, I don't think I'm looking in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a, a total possible points, points earned, total points. I don't, why do we, why is this category a thing? I don't understand. Uh, average points. Like, why does that matter? Give me the number, dude. <laughs> Just give me records. I don't know, man. I don't know. I have no clue. Oh, yeah. I think it's 28. I think it's, uh, wait, hold on. N7 Shepherds that Zipper could have had 28 if he hit his two. Wait, what am I, yeah, what am I missing on this chart? Points possible earned, chains to steal, adjusted score. What are the division records they said? Where? Division records. I don't know where that is. I don't know what the I don't know what the vision records are. Vision records? Division. A division. Oh. Oh wait, whoopsie. There we go. Division records. Yeah, that's not helping. <laughs> what am I missing, guys? Understand. But say it's definitely not average points, not possible points, uh possible possible points earned. Um total points steal rate. Just saying. Wait a Almost ninety percent steal rate. Oh, okay, I found it. Where? Tell me. It's under the stats tab. Where? What what are you doing? Where? Go back, go back to the smoothonlive.com. I am in Shimodonlive.com. Go, go to stats right there on the on the bar. Right there. Stats. Oh wait. wait. Oh wait. Nope. Oh wait. Shoot. Ah. Snarf. Oh, You're I I I was like on the thing and it didn't even show up. No wonder. Of course it didn't. Division records. Okay. Yes. Singles, teams, and our get team. You guys are brilliant. You guys are amazing. Most matches played of all time. Okay. Most matches played in C. Most wins. Kalinowski. Most KOs. KOs in there. Combined in knockouts. Oh. Um, steel chances. I don't know. Average points. I, I'm not going to lie. I feel like a lot of this is just like random information. Like how much, <laughs> why do we need some of this? What is the purpose of this? I mean, it's cool information, but why? Okay. But if you find it, I don't it's like, yeah, total points. No steal. That's total points of all time in the season. I don't see where it has it. Yeah, in the TKOs, KOs, most wins, most wins. Yeah, just most points. I don't know. Just like most points in a match. What is the record? I don't know. Yeah, I'm under sets. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm not. 
I have no clue, but they, that's a great question. And I'm sure someone will let us know in a tweet or something. That'd be pretty cool. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious to see uh, who's going to be the first one to do it. Uh, Zipper could have hit 28 if he hit his two and three and five, but the game never got that far. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he TKO'd her, um, Emily Rose Jacobson at the very um, – yeah, he never got to – but she had to get um, points in her third round essentially in order to be – do it, unfortunately. Oh, okay, I found it. I found it. So What are you points, doing that I'm not doing? It's near the bottom of the, the, the thing. So most points in a five-round match is 61. Rachel Cushing versus – oh, my God. This is combined Where? points. A son of – Okay, individual points. 31 points, Rachel Cushing, Mike Kalinowski. Which one? Where, where is that? Most? Is that it's near the bottom. Most point in five. Okay, that's... Most okay. points so in five for individual. So is that a championship match? Yeah, that's a five-rounder. Five? Three, three-round oh. matches. Under it. So 28 points for a three-round match. It's Mets versus Chandra. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Whammy. Whammy. That's always an, that was an awesome match. That really was. That really was a great match. Really great match. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I just like the yeah. and I like uh, the most points in a five round match is uh, between. Actually, sorry, I'll like put this up here. It's actually both Cushing versus Kalinowski and both for the top one and two. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, okay, so real quickly, we are going to be just kind of be wrapping it up here very soon. Uh, Canada says most points in a third round match individually, 28. Yes, thank you so much. Um, it gives Frank to do something. I don't know. I mean, like, it does. Nope, that's rude. That's so rude, Jeremiah. Come on now. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, so give me, I know ulcers right now. Dude, it's, it's not super organized, okay? Like, come on now. Come on, man. I just need a clean, just like a clean chart. There you go. That's all you need. Okay. So, okay. So overall, I do want to review the, how our IG brackets are looking right now. So um, obviously Parker is going to be shifting up here. So Parker's going to be going up against Ellison. What do you think about that match? I think Chance Ellison is really good, but. I don't think I don't think he's part Robert Parker. So I'm gonna go with Robert Parker on this one in a mm-hmm. post match. I don't think it's gonna be a knockout. Mm-hmm. I I do agree with you. I don't think um, I do think Chance is gonna do very very well. Mm-hmm. He did really fantastic against uh, Oyama, but at the same time, like you said, it is um, it is you know Parker. So it's uh, not to mention Chance. He did have a fi- a handful of uh, losses. Like if like if several points missed when he played against Oyama as well. Yeah, so he showed that he was very much a rookie competitor in IG. Essentially, I definitely think he belongs in IG. He did the, had that really great match that four way with Chandru and the one that Brendan Hanna ended up winning. And he, I think he outlasted Chandru if I'm not wrong. So that's yeah. a huge accomplishment. Huge, yeah, especially nowadays for sure. Yeah, um, you know, Barbarian is going to be going up against John Humphreys. What do you think about that? Ooh, I love me some John Humphrey. I love me some real rejects, but I'm going to go Barbarian on this one. I think Barbarian mm-hmm. has a real shot of going all the way if he can get past Robert Parker. Absolutely. I feel the exact same way. Um, Barbarian, he did fantastic. Um, John Humphrey, there was a handful of very surface-level questions that he didn't get right, and he was like, oh, and 
honestly, um, you know, it's, I think he did, I think he did really solid in that match. You know, I do think that Barbarian is going to walk away with that win as well. Okay, now over to Hannah versus Damon. This is a really interesting one because this one I think is the closest of all the the semifinals. I want to say, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I I really don't know. I hate to say it. It really kills me to say it. I think Brandon Hannah is going to win. Uh, unless Alex Damon spins Star Wars in round two. I know. Um, I don't he he won't win. I don't like him. I don't want him to win. That's it. Ugh, that Hannah's what a weirdo. Ugh. No one wants him here Ugh. anyway. What is he doing? What is his purpose in Schmodan anyway? Ugh. But Alex Damon, he has in such a short time, uh, you know, I'm really excited to see him, you know, really play in just more matches at home, you know? Mm-hmm. Honestly. Yeah. Obviously, he thrives, uh, you know, being at live events and everything. But I'm kind of curious to see how that's going to be translated further, you know, being at home as well. Because sure. some people are more, much more comfortable, used to that environment, you know, competing at home, like Parker and you know, Chance and everything. But other people, like uh, like uh, like Barbarian or Zipper, you know, we we don't know or Mike, you know, it's a very new experience for them, kind of learning to. You know, not actually be there under the lights and all that good stuff. Okay, last but not least, Eric versus Kalinowski. So it's interesting that you should say, like, people who there are people who are more comfortable at home. I don't think Mike Kalinowski is one of those people. I think he thrives in a live event setting. I think he thrives with people watching him. But it's Mike Kalinowski. He's a former champion, two-time champion. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have to go with the killer. Yeah, I totally agree. Look at that. You and I are agreeing like no other. Crazy! Look at us. Look at us. Uh, yeah, I I know it's a rarity, right? Yeah, so I 100% agree. You know, Kalinowski at the end of the day, he's a champion. He's doing amazing. I also wouldn't be surprised if uh, you know Eric really stuns at all, stuns us all and does fantastic. You know, not only like beating, getting a personal best, but also he ends up, uh, you know, really. You know, stunning some people, making some steals or something potentially. So who knows? We it was shown just like like we said earlier today. Mike made a few had a, had one or two questions that he lost, and I was like, oh, that was a surface level question, and he didn't get it. What? What? You know? So. Yeah, Mike is not the most consistent player, but I yes. I think he's when he's good, he's he can beat anyone on any given day. So yeah. if if the champion level Mike Kanazka shows up, then I have him winning. It wouldn't surprise me if Eric Zipper won, but I don't see it happening. I wonder if uh, what his training schedule is like right now. If he's because uh, I I'm I feel like it's a given that he's obvi- he's going to be in the singles tournament or or maybe he's not going to be in a singles tournament. I don't know, <laughs> you know, because I know Adam Collins is, and I honestly I do think that Chance Ellison is going to be. Um, mm-hmm. And who knows what some of the other competitors will look like. So I'm kind of curious to see how that's going to play out. But I, here's what his schedule is looking like right now. Kalinowski said that he's watching three or maybe four movies a day. Yeah. I specifically. And so. I think it's also important to bring up that he lives with his manager. So yeah. that's a huge advantage to have your manager around you 24-7. And yeah. I think, uh, I mean, Kaiser's not living with Zipper. So I <laughs> That we know of. That we know of, yeah. He's in the dungeon. He's in the dungeon. 
Um, but not only that, he's constantly doing it. He, Kaiser, he's like vocal about it. He breaks into all his competitors' houses all the time to give homework and, you know, you know, all that good stuff. He's like, hey, I noticed you, uh, you haven't opened up your new note cards yet. What the heck? You know? <laughs> Where's no. that ice? You haven't taken your ice bath. All the ice is still like in the, in the tub. What you going to do about that? <laughs> all right. Okay. So. Okay, so overall, I honestly think that kind of wraps it up. Real questions, if there's any questions, comments, uh, any takes that you guys have, or is there anything that you think that we're wrong about? Is there anything you were right about? What are some of your predictions over in the chat? We'd love to hear what you think. We also have a Streamlabs link. It's actually in the description below. Please go check it out. We'd really appreciate it. Um, it would help uh, keep the lights on, you know, here at Seatway. And uh, we're just gonna kind of leave that going here for a few minutes, and you know, hopefully, we'll get something coming up here pretty soon. But overall, is there any match in particular, Nat, that you're most excited for coming up? Like any division? Yeah, I mean, Dimalanta versus uh versus Ace. I think that one. Yo. Match of the century, like match of the flipping century. You're not kidding. Yeah. I'm. Uh, what about some of the announcements that were made on uh, regarding the singles oh, tournament? Uh, what was just announced? It was Deep Thirteen yeah. versus mm-hmm. uh, Final Exam, right? Yeah, um, Deep Thirteen, I believe so. Yes. So there's that. I do know Rachel Silvestrini is was added as well as Mark Riley. Mm, um, yeah. Adam Collins, like I mentioned. Um, Perry Nemiroff, William Bibiani, obviously. I was uh-huh. very surprised uh, Meyer wasn't added and Nemiroff was added. I was like, oh, hot oh, take there. Oh, no. I just realized Meyer wasn't added and he's on my fantasy team. And my fantasy team has been doing terrible because I don't have any them or Star Wars players. So, uh, yeah, I my my uh, Star Wars competitor was Laura. So I was like really gunning for her. So unfortunately, mm-hmm. I'm not getting points for more in the Star Wars tournament. But, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, yes. Thank you for reminding me. Bonnie Somerville is also going to be in the singles tournament for oh, yeah. the Flip and Lutley. And what? I feel like I'm missing a whole bunch, but I can't remember. What faction is Bonnie Somerville on now? The Droogs. She's in the Droogs. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, but I feel like I'm missing some more. I just can't. I just can't remember off the top of my head. Um, yeah. Let's see. I was actually really excited for Adam Columns. Adam Columns is also from the fan links as well. Mm-hmm. And let's see if I can find it. Okay. Oh, I feel like Jericho is going to pop in some point, you know? That's my favorite wrestler. Like, you don't even know. Yeah, he's my all-time favorite. And... The the smack talk he's gonna bring is gonna be legendary. I can't wait for him. Yes. Oh, Liz Shannon Miller from Swag, Paulo Yama, as well. Yeah, nice. Um, um, obviously Ben Bateman's not gonna be in the tournament since he's gonna be um in the, in the number one contenders, I believe. He's gonna be facing the winner of Guy and Kalinowski from. Right. Yes. Yes. So it's gonna. We're possibly gonna be seeing our dads re- reunite. You know. Yeah, they're gonna fight again. 
Again, again. Yeah, Bonnie for the turning. I know uh, Ben is actually one of the people that is in charge of the uh, Bernie Droobs page. And, you know, he's definitely been gun for Bonnie for a little bit now. I'm super excited for Lishan Miller. To, she was great. She only, she's only lost like, she's, I think she's pretty fantastic. When she was playing singles, she's like, what, three and one or something along those lines? Something like that. She, yeah. she beat some pretty impressive people. Yeah. She beat JTE, a former team's champion. Absolutely. Yeah. I, let me see if I can find some stats on her real quickly. Um, Shannon Miller. Okay. Uh, she is three and two. Yeah, three and two. Absolutely. So oh, she's uh, only lost the champions. She lost to Paulo Yama. And yeah. Then- I, yeah, I just read that. I was like, oh man. <laughs> but if you're gonna lose to anyone, if you the probably champions is definitely a good bet, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So overall. Don't say that. No. Why? Final exam might not play for the rest of the season. Don't tell me that. Please don't. They're playing deep 13. Do you know that 100%? Uh, Christian announced it today. Oh, I must have missed it. I, I only listened to like 20, 20 30 minutes of. Yeah, it's it like just happened, I think, just before we went on air. So mm-hmm. I, I don't mean for missing it. But yeah, the Eve 13 versus final exam, that, that should be a good match. And I hope that 13 gets to win because I want, want, want Whitney Seibel to do well. So, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, well, let's just go ahead and, you know, like wrap it up, all that fun stuff. And just kind of uh, let everyone know what's, what we're doing here at C2A. What are you doing now? What are you doing with C2A right now? Oh, well, I host a show called AAA Live with Dylan Camacho. We are currently on hiatus, but you should definitely check out our past episodes, which don't get enough love, because but they're great. They're awesome. So Dylan, good. I love those episodes. Yeah. So basically, if you don't know what it is, we just break down a competitor's stats, much like we did here today. But like, we break, we break down one single competitor. We talk about their weaknesses, their strengths. And we also do a segment called, called Kayfabe, How's My Kayfabe, where we break down a, a, a competitor's character and how they do... In, in that aspect of the of the game, oh, so that's what I do. I love that show. If you're not familiar with it, please get on it. There's like a whole playlist built with it and all like of stuff. You know, with the C2A channel. Actually, speaking of which, please like and subscribe to this uh, to C2A. We'd really appreciate it. And leave us a comment. It helps us with algorithms and finance and all that fancy schmancy stuff. You know, yeah, algorithm. Do I sound like a real like? personality now with uh, Shmodan personality I was like yeah helps us with the algorithm you know <laughs> yes um I also uh host a co-host actually I do host a show called Shmobates we're actually going to be wrapping up a little tournament here very soon uh the tournament of champions actually it's gonna be William mm-hmm. Bibiani up against Ben Bateman it's gonna be next Thursday and we've had a people initially um were vying for these matches and now it's gonna be Really intense. It's going to be insane. I have been watching Smobase live, but I've been catching the videos after they've aired. And, oh, my God, let me tell you, this is such a good show. If you're not watching, you're seriously missing out. 
Yes. So it's pretty much a, it's a Schmodendee themed debate show where we really kind of argue and debate to the death. It's a fun time. If I do say so myself, I try, you know, mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah. So here next Thursday, it's going to be Ben Bateman up against Bibiani. Both are actually undefeated with four wins and zero losses. And so just give you a quick little promo of uh, what to expect. afternoon christian is going to be my co-host and i'm like it's happening it's finally happening this tournament has been my baby for i can't tell you how long and thank you so much for kelsey kelsey kins you know for being a babe and doing this it's going to be amazing and yes oh shit harloff that's yeah he's going to be coasting with me and uh you know i am so grateful for him for being such a you know a really great guy to really you know, help me. He actually was the first person to be like, Hey, you need to do not only this uh, tournament, but also it should be an official tournament of champions and blah, 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 just like Schmodown. It was like a whole thing. I remember him pitching mm-hmm. uh, during like a sun episode, but yeah, so it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be next Thursday, actually at four Pacific. So six central. So yeah, I'm going to be sending actually that promo out, I believe tonight or tomorrow morning. So I just want to give you a heads up, but yeah, so that's everything here. You can always check us out also on, on Twitter as well at called action pod. I personally run the called action podcast, Twitter page. And also we have a Facebook page as well. Give us a search at the called action uh, Facebook page. Give us a holler. Much appreciated. We try sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes not always sometimes though. Okay. <laughs> all right awesome well is there any last words you like to say Nat? uh you can find me on twitter at natty ice 44 i've seen some of you like my tweets retweet my tweets but you don't follow me so give me more follow. I'm, <laughs> I'm a funny guy sometimes and you can catch me on twitch at twitch.tv slash nat underscore vu uh nat vu was taken some some guy took it but so i haven't have an underscore my name but that's okay I, I put out good content so check me out there and yeah good show whoop, whoop. oh my gosh yeah you're so funny on twitter i love it absolutely yes and you can find me also on twitter at real alex mac right here and give me a follow i'll probably follow back because i know like 99.9 percent of everyone in this chat so you know all right guys thank you so much stay safe and wear a flipping mask okay wear a mask wear a mask and wash your hands <laughs>